What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the show. Feels like it's been a really long time since I've said that, and it has been a couple months at least since the last episode of this got posted, and I don't know if you'll notice right away, but the audio quality of the show has gone through the roof, and I hope all of you listening as you continue to listen through will notice just the amount of effort that we've put in here, and I wanted to say just to start that none of this would be possible without the love and support of our sponsors that have come in throughout this year. Um especially in a time when we haven't really been posting any content. Um, and for all you guys that really have shown so much support through all this, uh, thank you. Thank you for knowing that at the end of the day, this really is a hobby for me um, and for everyone involved. It's also a little bit of uh, kind of a, sh- a light to shine on different parts of the community. Uh, we've had so many different walks of life on this show, uh, whether it be from speed softers to milsim to Boys to transgender people, um, if you're allowed to say it. I don't know how to say that. <laughs> but, uh, you know what I mean. We've had all different walks of life on this show. Uh, and it's it's good to be getting back into it and seeing the support and love pouring in from the community, making all this worth it. So thank you to you guys, and just keep on being as good as you are, as great as you are. I'm nervous. I'm, I'm nervous I'm going to pass the mic off. It, my heart is beating so fast because I'm just so excited to be back on here. And uh, I'm going to pass it over to my amazing hostess. Uh, This is going to be a two-man, one-man, one-woman show from now on. So take it away. Hi, guys. It's Karen. Um, Some of you know me as Soap from playing Airsoft. Um, It's pretty crazy to say that I've been, you know, playing for three years now. It's gone by pretty quickly. Um, I've had associations in the past with uh, Nomad. That's the team Mitch and I both used to be on. And then we kind of went off to do our own thing for a little bit and now have found our place safe at so place safe at home <laughs> with Force Recon. And we couldn't be happier. Um, with all of the podcasts coming out, uh, you should be aware that there is going to be a special giveaway. Each of our sponsors and some of the people who aren't sponsors, they just want to be involved in the podcast and want to give away some sweet, awesome prizes. Uh, we will be fe- featuring a prize every month valued around, I'd say. It's baseline starting around that $250 mark, but uh, we'll get more into that in a little bit. Uh, we just wanted you guys to know that all the love and support you guys have been pouring in isn't going anywhere. Uh, we're actually at a point now where we're able to bring sponsors in to give things back to you guys, the community, um, which is so incredible to say, thinking of how it started as just in a spare bedroom, doing talking into one shitty microphone to now uh, just sitting, <laughs> sitting in my basement. It's not that much higher than it, but uh, it's for us it is. And with those prizes we were talking about, the man himself, the guy that's chosen to be the first sponsor of this prize, Dan, take it away. What's up, guys? I'm uh, Dan Pulesky. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> you want to yeah. try that one more time, yeah. Dan? <laughs> yeah, uh, a.k.a. Hellboy. I'm uh, uh, Airsoft Tech and owner of Helios Customs, and uh, I've been doing the sport for seven-ish years. Seven plus. Dan, you got in just after I did, but not by much, I'd say. Maybe about a year or so. Yeah, yeah. So Dan, being the amazing tech he is, I'm uh, really wanting to give back to the community. He's decided to uh, bring $250 worth of tech work as a prize. Uh, so for those of you guys that have tuned in to our Instagram, and for those of you that haven't, it's Shieldbreaker Society. Um, on That's the whole thing. 
homestead at gmail.com. Um, <laughs> don't go there. Uh, I don't know if we already own that or not. But uh, in order to be able to put into that draw, you have to, as of March 1st, when we're going to be doing the raffle, you have to be following Dan's page. Dan, what is that? Uh, Hellboy underscore tech. And all the links for everything will be in the comments section below or on the actual Instagram page wherever you uh, listen to this. Uh, so as of March 1st, you have to be following his page. You also have to be following the Shieldbreaker Society page. And you also have to have commented two friends, I believe is what I said. You have to... Uh, tag two friends in the post and you also have to share the post uh, regarding the the episode specifically to your story. Yeah, so when we post this saying like episodes live, you have to then share that on your story or whatever, however that works uh, there. Basically the, the same thing you see on every social media platform ever where it's like share, tag two friends, this, except the only additional step at this point is you have to show some sort of thing that like making other people listen to the show kind of thing or letting or inviting them to making is a terrible way to say that. Um, but anyways, guys, and this is our first run through this. So we're sure that uh, as we progress, the different ways that we give away prizes and stuff will develop and we'll get better at it. But uh, this is our first time sitting down with this new tech. Um, the sponsors going into this have, shown so much support and made us able to invest in a roadcaster pro you know four sets of mics four headsets um and this beautiful table that i built myself (laughs) um and eventually we'll have some cams and shit like that but moving on my buddy mocha over here buddy introduce yourself what's up what's up so you are now you and i've been teammates now for almost well not teammate i'm a probie (laughs) <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a fil- I'm a filthy probie, but uh, tell us a little bit about the team and uh, what makes them so great to be on. Well, I uh, will start off by saying uh, I started playing way back when uh, this was a black sport, no pun intended, <laughs> before anyone else gets to that one. I know Dan's chomping a bit. But uh, anyways, <laughs> no. yeah, so I've been in it for quite a few years. I took uh, some time off to deal with some... Uh, you know, life stuff uh, for a couple years. Um, I was with Force Recon for a few years, took some time off. When I came back, obviously got back with the team. Um, it's just awesome. Uh, I couldn't imagine being on another one. Yeah. It's, a, it's a group of brothers. That's exactly the only way to explain it is family. Um, actually looking forward, we got a meeting coming up. Awesome. Um, yeah, at the end of the month here. Well, guys, we're, uh, we're going to kind of jump right into it because... I'm sure, as most of us have listened to a lot of podcasts and different things, uh, all sorts of different topics around the world, the worst thing that you can do is listen to a to- uh, podcast for 15, 20 minutes and then still not get to the context of the show. So we're going to jump right back into it. Sponsors and everything like that are going to be held later on in the show at a relative random time whenever it feels good, and that's going to be called the Frago of the show. Um, so that's where we'll start talking about the thing we weren't talking about previously. Um and there is Frago questions that you'll find on our Instagram story. Um, if that question is still up, then you are able to answer it. If it's down, you won't have an answer during that Frago time. We'll read some of the answers. And the best, we'll read a few of them. We can't answer all of them. But uh, the best ones and the best reasonings are going to get put into a draw to win some uh, swag. Or sorry, no. No, I think we're just going to pick the best one that we like the best mm-hmm. and give that away. Because it's just swag. It's not a massive prize. So it's our show. We'll do what we want. <laughs> but um, the question of today is, if you could play 
Call of Duty on any map, what or sorry, if you if you could play Airsoft <laughs> on any Call of Duty map, what would it be? So go ahead and answer that. Uh, well, hopefully you answered it by now because this is about a week later that you'll be hearing this. But that is not the topic of today's show. That's just the frago, and we'll you'll learn as we go on the the process of the show. But the topic of today is what is the best kind of airsoft? Um, and obviously this is going to be all about your own personal perspective. Many of us have been playing airsoft in many different ways for our whole lives. Um, even before airsoft, most of us were playing paintball, which also has multiple different you know scenarios. And before that, most of us were playing guns with sticks. Uh, so, so what's um? Yes, Dan, I'll kind of hand it off to you without getting too into the specifics of what the best is. What are what are some of the different kinds of airsoft? Um, there's milsim, there's walk-ons, there's uh, real sim. And uh, Speedsoft. Yeah, speed, pretty much the four. Yeah, the, the real sim, mill sim, walk-on, and uh, Speedsoft are definitely like the main four. And you can you gotta add you got to add big game in there because, I mean, there's a difference between a mill sim, there's a difference between a real sim, there's a difference between a big game. A big game could be any of those things, right? Well, I think the the uh, the big game kind of comes down to the mill scrim, scrim. Um, side of things. And it's kind of hard to... I think that where we are in Airsoft, in Ontario at least, there's a lot of milsim just thrown around as a word. Um, and then there's also a lot of milscrim kind of thrown around as a word. Um, a lot of these games are just glorified walk-ons at a certain point, right? Um, which is in no way a negative thing to say. Airsoft is airsoft and it's fun, it's fun. It's just we're, we're really going to try and break down what makes what today and kind of what our personal opinions are and if you guys listening at home have different opinions that's amazing that's great we all play different uh we it doesn't matter who thinks what it's really just something for you guys to kind of maybe you'll hear something here that might change your opinion um but throwing it over to karen you so you've been in the game the shortest amount of time between all of us in your experience i I really don't know i know you've played quite a bit of walk-ons a few mill scrims and a mill sim. I believe you only played about one real mill sim. Yeah. What uh, What's your experience through airsoft overall? I would say positive. Um, just in terms of my personal preference of what I prefer to play, um, I do like the intense mill sim style games. It's just personal preference. I like the organization of them. I like the intensity of them. I like you know, how kind of orderly everything's kept. And it just, you know, I am an adrenaline junk, an adrenaline junkie, as uh, some of you know from past um, experiences with me. This girl straight up broke her head. I was just about <laughs> to say, yeah, that's Star Heel nicely. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll, we'll definitely get back to that story for anyone that maybe hasn't heard it, because that's a really good Mill Simmons uh, story, but sorry to cut you off. Yeah, so... And I've also done different aspects where, you know, I've been up for on different things. I've I've helped run games and, you I know. I forgot that you were up for, yeah. Just different details where I've been able to see, you know, the back end where, you know, there's all of the actual work that gets put into the event or, you know, actual sport of it, which is a lot of work. Um, but uh, I think benefits of walk-ons and mill scrims are that you can kind of change how you play. You can test different things out. If you have new gear, if you want to try out a new gun, you're borrowing it from a friend, that sort of thing. It gives you the opportunity to be really playful with with everything that you have. 
And, you know, if you want to try a different persona for the day, go for it. You have the freedom to do that. So uh, just to touch on that, I think things have changed a ton since when I started playing versus how things are now. Um, Just listening to the experience that you had in just a few years is crazy because when I started, it was such a tight. I don't know how to explain it. I guess you didn't have access to all of the games. You didn't have access to all of you had to know somebody to get into a lot of the games. There was, I remember LT's winter series, stuff like that. We were playing in high schools. We were playing in order to get into like a cool situational game or a game at PRZ. There was very few Delta stone was running Mm -hmm. games and, and stuff like that. But you didn't have access to like the scene. It was like you played at your local field. And if you were lucky enough to get to go to a bigger game somewhere, then that was awesome. So yeah. now the community has grown so much that, you know, there's uh, different game hosts all over the place popping up. And there's now such a plethora of games that you can, you can literally, if you know one person in the industry, you can get into a million different games now. Well, I think uh, definitely touching on like what you'd said, how before it was really hard to get into games. I've spent quite a lot of time talking to, um, We'll say more uh, more experienced uh, instead of older players. Uh, <laughs> um, more more experienced players who were in it in that early stages of different games. Uh, guys like Brian Malcolm Oil, um talked a lot to Simon Cooter. Have talked to um, Michael Bright has been in the game for a long time too. And I've heard so many stories about how it was just there'd be like little whispers on the internet that this big game was going mm-hmm. on because there was the... It was uh, underground, man. It was it all was really underground. underground. Uh, whereas at a certain point in time, it during... I think it just started as I got into Airsoft. Um, I, I kind of got to see a little bit of that, the secret of bigger games when I got in, uh, like with the... Uh, did you ever play the school in Welland? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so oh, like... What, uh, Jean Vanier? Jean Vanier. Jean Vanier was awesome. Yeah, so in that, and like Nightfall was still around... Uh, I don't know if Black Cell was hosting games yet when I had first started. I don't. I don't, think I don't so. believe so. I don't remember um, hearing about it. But uh, also, I it's the same kind of thing. Like we didn't hear too much, so I don't know if those guys were hosting some of their like earlier games because I know I didn't go to Narco until I believe the second or third one. So, um, so I'm sure those guys were in the game too. But it's kind of that thing where it, it wasn't as publicly known about all these big games. And then over the course of the last, say, eight years, Airsoft for quite a few people and venues has become so incredibly profitable that everybody can host a game. Like, it's not like if you're not able to get in a game, you're going to have to wait a year to go to another one. There's games everywhere and all over the place. Games everywhere, hosted by everyone. And they're all, not that they're all the same, but you're going to have a, yeah, maybe Nightfall is a big, big game. But you're going to have some other area control game hosted somewhere else that's relatively similar. You're not going to have maybe the turnout that you will at some of the bigger games like Nightfall or one of the Black Cell games that are such so public. But you're going to have the same experience all over the community in some different way. Mm-hmm. Um, but but Dan, so you've been uh, you've been with Blackjack now. How long have you made that team for? Uh, I think this is going on year three. Year three, yeah. And you guys, yeah. as a team, have been through like to a hell of a lot of games. I think almost everyone that I've been to. Yeah, more or less. Well, it's like as yeah. a team. I'm sure you guys have been to other ones, like not as your full team or whatever, but you guys have a relative presence just about everywhere. Um, what are you guys, at, like what's your motto is going into games? What do you, what do you try and focus on? And what do you prefer as a team to go play? Uh, for like a motto, I think, uh, I think you nailed the, 
the nail on the head and put that over there. Don't fucking suck. Don't fucking suck. <laughs> that was the don't fucking suck was one of these those things that just kind of came to me. Uh, so was it Parabellum commanding? I had a whiteboard. It's not. It's not that I didn't plan going into the game. It's that I was very confident in the people that were playing under me, um, and so and I didn't really plan that much. But uh, <laughs> so I I knew I was at this weird time in my commanding phase where I was coming hot off a lot of victories and all the good teams were playing under me. So I really didn't put a lot of th- thought into it. Um, and everyone that played on me had a great time because it was kind of like a lackadaisy thing. But uh, as I look back on it, I can see that there's definitely aspects of the game that I might have taken away from. Um, even though it was very fun for people that were involved, we had a great time. People got to do the shit they were or they wanted to. Uh, if I could do it all again, I'd like to. I, want, I don't, wouldn't like to. I don't want to command anymore <laughs> unless I decide to. But um, <laughs> I can definitely see how maybe me putting a little bit more effort into that side of commanding could have had a bit of a more positive experience. But the story behind the don't fucking suck was just like, people like, what's the plan? I was like, well, I have this whiteboard and I'll, I'll, I, I have the plan right here. And I just kind of turned around and I wrote, don't fucking suck. And I didn't even spell it right. <laughs> and I turned and I said, this is the plan. And everyone just kind of unanimously was like, that's an amazing plan. <laughs> so, um, I'm glad that you guys have kind of adopted the motto. <laughs> well, more or less, it's just a matter of like, uh, you know, we try to stay up like for nightfall. We were up all 18 hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a couple guys go down, um, but we still we still had the numbers. We were so strong. Um, but other than that, yeah, just like pretty much blackjacks run like a family. Mm-hmm. So, you know, put your best foot forward. If you can't, you can't. Like we all have lives outside of this, right? Mm-hmm. So there's no point in putting yourself in a body bag because you got to go to work on Monday. Yeah, exactly. But with um, with you guys playing so many games, what do you guys kind of lean to when it comes to signing up? Uh, what kind of games? You play a lot of walk-ons? What a- uh, there's like a good chunk of us that play walk-ons pretty much all week or yeah. every weekend. Yeah. And uh, we like Karen said, you know, we use that to either adjust our play styles, stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, try a new gun. Um, I noticed that uh, towards the end of the last year's walk-on season, I started changing how I even played. Like, I'm very much a sniper at heart, but I, got, I like, ran the tape of Shantytown and just greased a bunch of kids. Yeah, the walk-ons have always been a really good way to just go have fun. Oh, 100%. Whereas Milsim, sometimes, especially you're signing up with a full team, you, you have more or less a job to do when you get there. Like you are playing for that military simulation. You're not just going to run and gun and fuck off on your own and lone wolf. Right. I think we're missing a big, a big piece of something though, which kind of ties everything together. Um, a lot of teams, a lot of Milsim teams, they don't all have the luxury like blackjack does where they all live in the same region. Mm-hmm. A lot of teams are yeah, spread true. out all over Ontario from London, Toronto, Kingston, you name it. There's guys from all over the place. So walk-ons play a big part of it individually for those players that don't always get to right. practice with their team. Right. There's the walk-ons. Whenever you get to shoot your gun and even run with players you've never played with before, mm-hmm. I think all of that experience and just playing in general will help you towards no matter what your passion is, whether it's Milsim, Speedsoft, uh, Milscrims, whatever, mm-hmm. it all kind of ties together because you're getting that experience, you're getting to play with other players, right. whether they're friends or not. And then, like I said, Milsim, most most of the Milsim type games that we're talking about, 18-hour games, right? Mm-hmm. 
I well, what's the cutoff? I well, it is, depends. Like, like here is, hey, your, is your, your be microphone's different. over there. Here is going to be different <laughs> than you know some of the American games that you've gone to, yeah. right? They're not even comparable. Some of them, but what I'm getting at is more or less. Um, most of the games are what 18 hours. A lot of a lot of games, right, or more or less. Mm-hmm. I personally think that we could maybe see a lot more successful games if some of those games which I haven't seen many of them, uh, were 12-hour games or 14-hour mm. games. One of my favorite games I've ever played in my entire life and where I met, I think, where I met Chris Dodge, mm-hmm. who's been my teammate for I don't know how many years. We didn't even know each other going to this game. Um, I just was, always assume you guys met in a prison, so. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> it was uh, Operation Judgment Day. Love at, that. At Barry, no, but not Wasaga. It was, it was before. At Barry Paintball run by Badlands. Yeah. Mm. Right? Because Judgment yeah. Day was one of the first games we yes. had played together. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Judgment Day was 12 hour before. game. Amazing. You play for the day. It's a blast. You hang out with your people. You go home. You talk about it. And I mean, let's be real. There's too many players that will go to these bigger games and not go the distance. Mm. Right? Well, and it happens all the time, and I think maybe if there were some more games that were a different time frame, um, that would help mitigate that, give those guys some games. Kind of like play. hit the in-between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, and I'd play those too. It puts game hosts in a really weird spot because, now, I don't, for the viewers listening to this that are international or not from Ontario, it might be completely different in, in your perspective communities, but for Ontario Airsoft... The thing is now is so many teams have so much advanced night capabilities now, whereas when a lot of us started playing, they didn't. So where it really puts these uh, game hosts in a weird situation is that if they host one of these 12-hour games, well, where do they where do they host it? Or sort of like what time period do they host it at? Because with the excessive amount of people in the community that want to have you know, want to use this, their night capabilities, whether it be thermal or night vision, they want time to play at night. So a 12-hour game, you either kind of screw over the people that don't have it. I don't think so much. It should be necessarily game hosts, as in fields, um, that decide they want to, like like I said, Barry's one of those places, mm-hmm. right? Oh. Where they could, they could literally run a 12-hour game with their regular staff, mm. right? Something that's not too intricate, but... Uh, yeah, I think actually, like, I like what you're saying about that. Like instead of these, like instead of game hosts trying to come out with the experience, so like just actual field owners, um, like you have, well, Crywolf and Jody Legacy already host Icebreaker, which is a mill sim or mill scrim, depending on how you look at it. And so a very well renowned game, people love it. But he's one of those guys that could easily host a, tw- a twelve hour mill scrim. He's he's hosting walk on games all the time. I don't know. Uh, personally, the direct connection with the field or anything like that, but I know that they are hosting walk-ons all the time. It'd be incredibly easy for them to do something like that. Um, yeah. but yeah, with with so many teams having night vision and stuff now, it's kind of hard for game hosts because they either got to pick like, do we want those night players to to flood in, or do we want to hope that the newer players come in and some of the other Millicent players come in? I think they'd be surprised. I think either way, the game's going to fill up. Yeah. And, you know, it could be the hearsay of the guys that went to that game that didn't have any capabilities mm-hmm. that went out there and went, man, I had a blast. And then, or guys that are used to going to the same games at the same places. Um, well, you know what? I'd, I'd like to try something different. I know mm-hmm. I haven't got up to, I know you have, 
I haven't got up to Wasaga yet to play any of those games. Oh, man. Hey, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. I didn't say I haven't played Wasaga. Get out. I've been to Wasaga plenty of times. I've played Airsoft (laughs) games there. But the newer games since I've come back recently, Mm -hmm. I haven't played any of those run games up there. I haven't been back to Barry other than uh, uh, when we host Daybreak. Daybreak. So, I mean, I would like personally to get out and go to some of those games. As what I know you guys feel the same way as I do. At least I think you do. Um, PRZ is amazing. Mm-hmm. I love I love PRZ. But every game, every big game has been at PRZ, mm-hmm. you know, aside from a very few. So it's nice to get out and explore. Icebreaker, I can't wait to go to Icebreaker mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to go to another field. I can't wait to go to the next. If there's a, a, a Barry game, Judgment Day, if it's not on the same day as another Milsom that, you know, I've team's going to i'll be there judgment day was hosted by the sga knights um lately and they're not an effective team anymore i don't know if they're completely closed down what the story is there but they're not hosting games anymore right now Uh, i would love for there to be another judgment day and an absolute blast at that barry yeah (laughs) well but wi uh, wi productions is hosting a whole slew of games at wasega and they're all very good um I've had a lot of fun at the ones I've gone to. Haven't heard a lot of bad things about them. Um, that being said, I'm also not heavily involved in the you know northern part of um, Airsoft. Um, but it definitely just seems like at these games, there's not a whole lot of drama. If there are people that are having issues with the game, it's it's not a big blow up on Facebook. It's people, oh, I didn't really like that part and move on. Move on, yeah. And what I think it really comes down to is guys like Force Recon and like Black Cell when um, something goes wrong because they're the big dogs in the park and they're hosting such either big expansive games or whatever, it's really easy for people to jump in and start saying all this shit. Whereas when it's a smaller game host, people are really more understanding of Mm -hmm. what's kind of going on. Um, Well, I will add in that when you're playing at Wasega, you're going to be so tired after the fact that you're probably going to be more concerned about that than anything else. When because, your legs fall off. <laughs> yeah, because the terrain that they had, and we've talked about it before on the podcast, mm-hmm. but the terrain that they have and the diversity of landscapes and everything like that, like it gets to a point where, you know, you really you really get to know if your fitness is in check or if you need to run a few laps because by the time you leave there, you have fun, you push yourself, even if it's to go up and down the valleys that they have. It gives you so many different aspects instead of just running on asphalt or breaking into a building or, Mm -hmm. you know, different things like that. Well, kind of on what Mocha had said, um, I don't think WI Productions games have to be so goddamn long. I think they are a perfect candidate for that 12, 14 hour mark. Um, And the main reason of that is the uh, terrain. Five hours into a WI Productions game, you're fighting half the amount of people you were before. Not, And it's not like other games where it's like, oh, people aren't playing, they're being lazy back at CP, or it's nighttime, so they're, they're pissed they're just off. They're dead. They're dead tired. <laughs> oh, yeah. You play hard, you do those pushes, it's up, down hills. Yeah. I think that Wasega Beach is the best field in Ontario. Um, I think I've had the most fun there. It's amazing. And it, but it's different. It's not like, you know, you're... If you haven't played PRZ before... The idea of PRZ is incredible, and it always will be incredible. I'm not going to take away from that. But once you've played PRZ 
30 50 times. times. Yeah. I'm trying to think how many times I have to, like it to be rational about it. I didn't start really playing Milsim until like my second or third year in airsoft. And then from then on for a period of like three years, I played PRZ at least five times a year. And then in the last two years, I've gone to PRZ, let's say another 10 times. Well, there's, maybe, there's over 10 games a season yeah. at yeah. that field. And let's be real. How long do you think PRZ is going to be a playable field for? Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know whether uh, eventually the owner decides, uh, especially with all the, the bylaw stuff mm-hmm. and everything else. And the people in the city have been trying to get that place shut down forever. The conditions, you know what I mean? The basement used to be operational. Every year you go back, you know, there's more flooding, there's yeah. more this and there's more that, right? And I mean, to be honest, like that's a good chunk of land too, mm-hmm. right? So he could make... He could make quite a yeah. good deal of money off of that. Oh, yeah, 100%. That's what happened to Flag Swipe, right? For the people listening uh, at home that, like, again, aren't part of the Ontario Airsoft community or are a newer team getting involved who maybe don't know what PRZ is, look it up. I really recommend you look mm-hmm. up uh, PRZ Paintball and Airsoft, I think is all their tags. Um, it's an incredible field. Um, but for a lot of us, we have just played there so many times because it is so popular. And it's not even close to us. It's like, what? Four, four hours, four and a half hours. hours. Yeah, yeah. it's a track. Should maybe explain like what it is for the people that don't know. Well, for the people that don't know, I'm sure you've heard it in the, sh- the show before. It's a was it abandoned. It's an abandoned military? insane asylum complex. I'm pretty yeah. sure it used to be a, like a, a hospital. There's a yeah. there's a yeah, gym, mental a, hospital, a three story apartment, uh, a three story building, yeah. a two story building. Everything is connected, and it's all concrete. It's it's. Uh, yeah, it's it's, 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 it's urban sturdy. warfare. It's, it's urban warfare. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but realistically, a lot of the people listening to the show have probably also played PRZ quite a few times. If you haven't, definitely look that up. I'm sure at some point in time we'll have an episode that's just about PRZ, the history of it. Um, get some game hosts from around the community that have really been involved in it. But moving forward for guys like us and girl like us, um, actually, I'm pretty sure you're not PRZ doubt. I'm sure you would love to play there as much as you could right now. Yeah, I, especially right now, I am itching yeah. to play it'll be a little bit longer till i can play but and okay. and when i say prz out that means like i'm like eh. and then someone's like you want to go play a game at prz i was like yeah i fucking do you pretend like you don't you say you don't want to go but you go anyways. it's the travel for us yes. Yes. but even the travel makes it worth it the the feels so good that we collectively have traveled there about a hundred times like between all of us and uh but anyways the good part about that is for players like us who are relatively PRZ'd out and start to rotate out of these games, it leaves room for the newer teams in Airsoft. I, this year alone, just through helping with like nightfall registration and stuff like that, seeing all that stuff go through, I'm seeing so many teams that I've never seen before. Um, so They've probably been waiting. Specifically talking about nightfall, um, it's great that... People are rotating out. More new teams are getting in. Uh, these guys are going to get to experience exactly what we got to experience the first time. And that's really, like, that's what Nightfall is. That that mm-hmm. first experience, second and third experience. It'll keep it growing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That When it comes to, like, the fourth, fifth, sixth, it's you're going there because the people you've met, the yeah, fun the you've camaraderie. had. Um, Friday nights. You want to make the memories. Yeah. yeah. But that first, second Nightfall is going to be an unforgettable experience. Um I'm going to do a little shout-out. I forget what the team name was. Um, fuck, maybe I'm not going to do a shout-out. <laughs> Task Force something. It started with an A. Um, he posted on the thing saying it's going to be his team's first time out. Oh, oh wow. Oh, shit. 
I can't think of it now. There were actually quite a few. Mocha, your comment earlier kind of nailed it right on the head. There are quite a few teams this year that have been waiting to get in, waiting to get in every year. It's completely sold out. And the commentary that was, you know, on different social media platforms about, oh my gosh, we finally got in. This is the first year we try. Every year it's sold out within two seconds and people are excited. Uh, Remember, it's Task Force Aries. Uh, So if you guys are listening to this. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, I I hope you have a blast. Yeah, it's it's going to be incredible. It will Um, be unforgettable for sure. Yeah. So anyways, a little shout out for you guys because I saw that and I know I'd commented that I hope you guys have an incredible time. I like and the name. Task Force Aries? Yeah. Sounds cool. Kind of sounds like every other new team's name, but I think, uh, I think cool. they're great people. I bet they're great people. Um, anyways. I'm Task Force Sagittarius. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Task Force Aries. We're not making fun of you directly. No, we're, we're just. We think you're cool. We think you're great. I think it's a cool name. Um, you think I'm cool, though. And that's saying something. <laughs> <laughs> Hold so, on. I press the laughing button. Where's that? I don't know where it is. Uh, so. As we kind of broken into it a little bit more, we've established that a lot of people think that Nightfall is a milsim, and I know I probably shouldn't have this opinion since I'm on the team. Uh, but not I, yet. You're not. It's well. So maybe you don't want to make true. this. I'm sponsored player. <laughs> uh, you I, how, uh, you notice how Mocha said repeatedly that you're not. Yeah, but when I'm I not. said I'm on Force Recon and it's my family. I just forgot. He's not going to pick on a girl. (laughs) You're a girl and you're pregnant. I'm just joking. That sounded so sexist. Wow. Not sexist people. Way to go. We haven't we haven't announced that on the show yet, Mocha. Oh my god. That's right. We'll get into that in a sec. We have something far (laughs) more. Way to go, dummy. We have something far more to talk. uh, Far more important to talk about first. Um, Sorry. So you have to pre. You have to say things like that to me if you don't want me to spit them out. Right. So, anyways, as I was going on with that statement, was. I personally don't think that Nightfall is a Milsim. Uh, I think of it as more of a Milscrim experience, mainly because it, it's there's not a whole lot of like actual military action going on. It's it's an area denial, area control flag game. Um, um, depends how your team plays it too, though. Really. But I mean, like the actual basis of it isn't like we're going in there to complete this mission. It's we're going to go play Battlefield Conquest for 24 hours. And don't get me wrong. I think Nightfall is the end all be all of Airsoft experiences in Ontario Airsoft. 18 hours, Mitch. 18, whatever the fuck it is. Um, I've only been awake for like six of them. That's why you're still a <laughs> But um, a lot of people would consider Nightfall to be a milsim. And I'm not saying it's not. Like my opinion by no means makes it what it is. It's called a milsim experience. A lot of people in the community think it's um, call it a milsim. That's great. That's just my it depends by opinion. your definition, right? Some people call a milsim a military simulation. You're simulating, you're running around with guns, it's yeah. a milsim. Well, Other people say, are you playing like real cap? Are you yeah. playing like where you have to drag somebody? Are you mm-hmm. playing, you know what I mean? So there's a lot of things that go into that that could change different people's perspective right. depending on how they look at it. Well, I think also if you look into the details that are put into even, you know, registering once you actually get to PRZ and like the strict rules that are held in place prior to the game start. And even when you're we're going over all of the opening rules and commentary, that sort of thing, you have to line up in straight lines. You have to, you know, have all these things present. And if you don't, you're going to have to do push-ups or you're going to have to do something and you're going to get called out on the spot for, you know, dropping the ball, essentially. Whereas yeah. other events you go to, you know, they may have different things, but they're not necessarily as strict, mm-hmm. and they're not necessarily as ordered. Yeah. Well, I, ju- 
I definitely see what you're you're saying about the the entirety of Nightfall being that experience. Um, just from a broad side of like how we were just talking about how Airsoft in Ontario has grown so vast and there's so many game hosts. I think that at a certain point, the word Milsim just became a blanket statement instead of maybe what it was at one time. Um, whereas now, like we've said it in the show already, we, we got things that we consider to be real Sims. Well, isn't a real Sim... That that was originally the Milsim, but now that Milsim itself has become so watered down, that Milsim is kind of a mill scrim, and it's there's so many different words. I just call them big games. Makes big it games, easier. Yeah. There's no then there's no uh, you know potato potato. Yeah, I mean we could that you could literally talk about that topic yeah. on an entire show the entire time to figure mm-hmm. out well, what's a mill scrim and a mill sim, right? Um, I actually am pretty sure that's what we're here for. Well, there you go. Welcome to the show, Chris. Karen, write that down. Write that down. (laughs) If you look over to the whiteboard right there. Can't read it. Well, Um, then we had a sass meter on that thing. It's Fargo. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, yeah, that's the one thing that this this roadcaster doesn't have. It's got all these levels and stuff, but it doesn't have a sass meter. You're just like, oh, "Oh, that was a sassy statement. Um, But no, I I definitely understand what you're you're saying, Chris, uh, or Mocha. I I would hate to get people confused on who I'm talking to. I I didn't tell anyone that was my name yet on this show. Um, (laughs) I guess cats out of the bag now. I think that's a a great point. uh, Time to get into some other topics that were brought up. Uh, One of the main reasons that Karen and I have been so uninvolved in airsoft is because i was busy putting a baby in her Mm -hmm. do you want to tell them how we did that (laughs) i heard it was nothing but squats at the gym and then he came home and he's like there's a baby in you now yeah so it's super exciting (laughs) we had actually been trying for a while uh last year was pretty busy just with you know personal lives changing a lot um and we had been trying for a while and then took a little bit of a break at the beginning of summer. And then finally, when we just kind of stopped putting a lot of pressure on ourselves, anyone else who's, you know, has children or is trying to get pregnant or is pregnant currently knows the process, it can be pretty stressful. So that kind of took our focus away from Airsoft a little bit. Um, I was actually pregnant at nightfall this year. <laughs> yeah, we didn't um, know yet, though. Or no, we, we did, did know. know. We did know. We did know. And... Uh, I, I knew the dad doesn't, but <laughs> Oof. Um, um, but it was it was an interesting experience. I really wanted to be there. Um, it was really important to me as, you know, being affiliated with Force Recon to make sure that I pulled as much ex- weight as I could. Um, everyone from Force Recon was awesome and super supportive. It's definitely something that kind of, you know, really put in stone how great of people they are. It was literally anything I needed. They had no issues by the time that I knew, like, my body couldn't stay awake, literally could not stay awake anymore. Um, and I unfortunately had to go sleep, which sucks because last last year's, the previous year's game, I was up all night, did not miss a single beat, that sort of thing. So it definitely, you know, killed my soul a little bit to miss out on the action. But um, duty called for... Um, my my mom duties. <laughs> yeah, so that uh, hopefully that puts a little bit of an explanation on why, as a whole, we've been a little bit disconnected from the community. But I, I'm very thankful. The the pair of us are very thankful of how supportive everyone was and how much they reached out to us. Uh, there were a lot of people in the community that knew, a lot that didn't. Um, we weren't exactly keeping it a secret, but we weren't going out of our way to tell everybody. Um, and so at that point, when you when you realize you're going to be parents, a lot of your 
a lot of your time that used to go towards, you know, going out and drinking four milsims becomes, well, you know, we, we really got to work on our careers, get us, get as far ahead as we can, uh, built a nursery. Mm-hmm. I built a home gym. I'm pretty stoked about that. Mocha has been coming out and lifting some weights. Yeah, pumping yeah we moved. Yeah, we moved once, twice. No, just once. Once. Between that and last year. But, um, got engaged. Got engaged. That's busy. another, that's another big thing. Uh, we, we got engaged after she told me, uh, she was pregnant, but I do just have to point out, that uh, I had bought the ring beforehand, <laughs> uh, so the timing of that looked a little suspicious. <laughs> yeah, the best part is he's like, I had the ring at the cottage all summer. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, I had it. He goes, I had it with me. It was in the. It was in a magic box because we bring magic up and play at the cottage. And uh, yeah, he's like, I'm so happy you didn't go in the purple magic box because the ring had been sitting in there the whole time. She she picked like a selective two and a half months to have a whole lot of attitude, <laughs> so she wasn't going to get that. And then all of it cast. Like, oh well, it's time now. Been there, done that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, guys, thank you so much for all the support. It's about time we get into the frago of this, and I'm. How this goes right now is not how this is always going to go. It's something we're throwing together. We're working on. So 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 bear with us a little bit as we go to the frago. Welcome to the Frago, guys, where it's that part of the show where we don't talk about that other stuff we were talking about during the show. You like that, Mocha? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So the whole point of the Frago is um, we don't want to be front-loading this podcast with sponsorships and all that stuff. Because like I said at the start, it's so boring to listen to sponsors for, for 15 minutes into a show and not get to it. So this is going to be that part of the show where I tell you about our loving sponsors. I said the word sponsor 400 times in that sentence. We're going to start out with... (laughs) I know I should start with Dan, but we got to start with the big daddy of the sponsor of this show, Force Recon. Uh, these guys have been incredibly supportive since from the very start. Uh, they got on board at a time where I wasn't even producing content um, and really just, and we weren't even part of the team yet when they had hopped on. No. Um, incredible guys who really wanted to get behind the the project. And now we're here. Nothing we've done been able to do in the airsoft community over the past year would have been even close to possible without these guys um we started rain rain was fun it was good but our hearts weren't into it and now our hearts are fully in force recon uh even though mocha does not let me know i'm a pro- uh, proby um or as some of those big names in the airsoft community say proby at best um <laughs> proby number four <laughs> but uh next big sponsor of today's show obviously Dan, Hellboy Tech, buddy. Thanks for coming out today. It's no big. problem. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> um, it's, it's great to be able to have sponsors on the show, not only as like a, hey, we're a sponsor kind of thing, but as an actual financial backer to get things back out into the community. Uh, it, it's kind of really what sets sets the big dogs apart, as some would say. Um, but uh, that's awesome, buddy. Really looking forward to see who wins that tech work. So am uh, I actually. Um, hopefully, it's someone in the community that really needs it. Not, I hope not it's me. <laughs> yeah, you don't need it. As soon as that went up, the amount of messages I got about, uh, "Hey, hey, I, like, uh, like I need tech work," and I was like, "Well, I, I'm, I might know a guy who uh, <laughs> who does the draw." You um, up for the season for sure. We, how we're gonna do the draw on that is probably gonna be like that spin wheel live thing that a lot of people are doing. We're fresh into this. the The idea of we just went through our formal sponsor agreements like earlier this week. So it's, it's very fresh and it was awesome of Dan to, to come on first. Um, thank you very much. Uh, 
Helios Customs. Is it is it Helios or Helios? Because it's, it's Helios. It's Helios. Okay. Yeah. Now, what does what? Why Helios? I just got to ask. Just uh, actually, this is gonna. Yeah. This is gonna. Well, yeah. Besides the fact that my call, I understand Hellboy. the Hellboy, but what's the Helios? So uh, Helios, this is gonna scratch your nerd real good. Okay. Uh, it was actually the name <laughs> like of my that. character in World of Warcraft when I first started PC gaming about like ten years ago on my laptop. There you go. Oh yeah. All right. Well, hey, I'm glad to hear that. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad to see that uh, that carried through. Oh yeah. I think my first character was a human paladin named Thornin, I think. Not bad. I believe. Yeah, I think That's that would have been my good. first human paladin, dwarf paladin was always like my my go-to. Um as for other sponsors in the show, uh right as of this moment, we aren't going to be announcing any of our other sponsors. Uh, for all of you involved that are in the process of going through the uh, sponsorship program, um Thank you so much. Uh, there, there's a lot of big names on here trying to get through. Um, not trying to get through. They're, they're in. We're just we're working through the formalities. Uh, we're talking. Actually, I'm pretty sure I can say the other major uh, one is going to be Action Air. Um, Mike, leader of the Light Fighters. This guy has been an incredible guy, uh, both as like a support for me inside Airsoft, not just on like outside this sort of stuff. He's been my two IC. He's been leading the Light Fighters to being. I, I know there's all sorts of other teams sitting right here at this table, but I think the Light Fighters are easily becoming the top team in Ontario right now. Um, just in just attitude, uh, actual way they play the game. I, I've seen them do some incredible things, and I'm very excited to see what they do in the future. Um, just overall, just way better than Blackjack. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm totally just kidding um just 100 just kidding that sass meter when you need it um <laughs> i needed someone to make fun of and if i make fun of force recon it puts You'll me never back get I, your yeah, i'm not allowed to get on the team for longer sorry mitch i'm sure we can find a spot for yeah. you <laughs> um so action air is going to be getting in uh that's the other big name um i almost forgot that we're basically through that process. So why why this first Frago is a little bit weird is we're still working through the process mm-hmm. of sponsorships because we're doing sponsorships right this time. We're not just doing this deals for you, this deals for you. We, we have actual packages. Paperwork. Uh, the paperwork. And because we're at that point in sponsorship agreements where there's actual uh, monetary value passing hands. And so with us getting to this point and with the amazing support from you guys, we don't want to do it wrong and we don't want to leave a sour taste in anybody's mouth. Um, so just moving forward, guys, this Frago is going to be better next time. Um, this whole show is going to be better next time. We're, we're getting back into that thing. We haven't done this in quite a while, but, um, thank you so much. And I, I, I'll tease a little bit. Uh, I'll tease a little bit. The, the next guys is there's going to be a field on board. Um, the people that aren't being announced right now that have probably been announced before in other shows are likely on just in the middle of a process right now. Uh, and then we got some long range boys. If you can figure out who they are. And then we got some, then we got some Northern boys. If you can figure out who that is. Um, and if you guys listening are hearing this, thank you so much for your support and hope to get you through that process pretty quick. But um, the other main thing is for, if there's sponsors out there that would like to come on the show. We really wanted to have an episode that you could see the quality of the new content compared to what we used to post. Cause I think that this is going to make our other stuff look like complete shit. So <laughs> I hope you guys all agree too. I hope we get lots of messages being like, this is way better than it's ever been. And, and I appreciate that. Well, we're also going for a variety of different things. It's, you know, very much pushing the idea of, you know, wanting to hear all opinions, all perspectives, that sort of thing. That's kind of the focus for this year, mm-hmm. just to be very diverse. 
Yeah, the main thing about this year and what this show is, um, it's gone through many evolutions of, uh, you know, when, when I used to be all about the great fucking guy, pointing out one person in the community that's doing really good. And then it was kind of a broad statement of don't fucking suck, which really caught on. Um, but this year is going to be all about, well, a couple different things. It's going to be content over conflict, for one. And it's going to be community not competition. All that's, of a, that's how it should be, man. Yeah. That's how it All of us be. here sitting here making this content, there's no reason for you not to be listening to someone else's show. There's all sorts of airsoft shows. There's all sorts of this. If you're going out and playing an airsoft game, there's no reason not to go play a different airsoft game. And I think that's the biggest thing that a lot of people are starting to forget right now mm-hmm. is that, like I said, it's community over competition. It's conflict. on It's content over conflict. Um, so just just remember that as we go through the season, and hopefully you really like our next episode when we are able to kind of dial this in a little bit, uh, but we wanted to get something out there for you. So moving on to this week's Frego competition or Frego quiz. What are we calling it? The Frego questionnaire? Yeah, I would say that sounds pretty good. What was the question? What Call of Duty map would you play if you could play one? No, well, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, yes, I mean, kind of. <laughs> if you could play airsoft on any Call of Duty map, what map would you choose and why? Literally, just said what I said backwards. You no, said you what s- Call of Duty <laughs> map would you play? <laughs> and uh, we have so many answers in from you guys, so we're just gonna kind of break through a few. Uh, Karen, I know you have some written down, so let's start uh, going through, see if there's some whys, and then we'll tell you what you win. Okay, so from Mike Wartooth, he says, shoot house or shipment all day. Mm. That would be a shit show. Uh-huh. Shit, That's what that well, would be. I think that shipment could easily be something to, that like a, a field could set up. Oh, 100%. Um, Absolutely. It's tiny. That's yeah. chaos. Yeah, shipment would be a blast, but it'd be one of those things where you really only need, like you could only do it with like 10 people to actually have fun on it. And Karen, I don't, I don't yeah, think you've nine- ever played shipment, have you? I know, I know you sure. played a little bit of Call of Duty, but not much. People would be crying. No, oh, yeah. People Sh- would be crying. I'm Shoot sure. House, on the other hand, would be an absolute blast. But I, I, Again, I just, small map. Small map, but I, I just think there's so many better Call of Duty maps. Like, I, I've always been a Nuketown guy myself. Yeah, that was where I was going to go with it. All right, what else we got? Uh, Anthony Perry said Counter-Strike the Dust. Okay. Uh, we got... Um, from G Tech Industries, he says terminal for sure. Playing at an airport would be unreal. Terminal did, was sick. Did, did you know you man. actually could go play the Modern Warfare Two mission in real life if you wanted to? Oh yeah, <laughs> and there is a new town <laughs> field. By only the way. only He's some OGs fuck. will understand that reference. What else? We have a, another one for terminal. Travis Pranetsky. Yeah, terminal was done. William uh, William Loden, Loden, Hopefully, I'm pronouncing that right. Is also saying terminal. I'm there's a lot more terminals than I thought. Like I really enjoyed that map. But it's not one that I would have, have really pictured for Airsoft. I understand, but I just feel like the ranges, you know, you got to kind of think of it realistically. The ranges at a map like that would be kind of too much for Airsoft, I think. On the yeah. other, maybe? No? Uh, Cody Cook also said shipment. What up, Cody? <laughs> Cody. Um, <clears throat> Lucas or Bear. Oh, nope, I apologize. Nope. Lion. Sorry <laughs> about that. Um, from Aegis, he said, got to go with the classic, Nuketown. See, I'm um, with yeah. Lion. I like my boy Lion. We got uh, Ian Morrison coming in saying for COD 4, Crash. says dynamic leveling in Great Lanes or MW19 Piccadilly because everybody hates in COD, but I feel like it would be it would lend itself to some amazing. Stop writing in these fully worded answers. 
MW19 Piccadilly because everybody hates in caught. No, it's not me. It's his, it's his writing. I thought I was autistic for a second, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, like it would lend itself amazingly to real life airsoft game mechanics. Uh, That's a really good answer. Um, Piccadilly was a trash map. It was. And I personally don't think it would be that fun in airsoft just because it's a lot of just like straight lanes. Crash would be sick though. Crash would be unreal. But Ian Morrison, amazing uh, way to answer that question. Really explaining what you meant by that. Um, Mighty Morphin Speedsoft Rangers said Estate COD Modern Warfare 2 had Whoa. mocks of everything high to low areas, CQB mm. in the so house, good. and a forest portion mm. for cover and sniping. So, that was actually a, a pretty good map. So Estate was definitely the map that, like, uh, so in the old, like, split screen days, where we would do, like, uh, before Rainbow Six Siege was a thing, we'd do, like, two people had to stay in the house, and the other two people, like, had to get in. Uh, Mighty more from Power Rangers, you, the Airsoft Rangers, these guys are amazing. I still have a honorary shirt from them. Uh, great explanation as well. I, I would actually think, it's hard to say, like, if they, if they expanded that map and made it a little bigger. That's the thing. I think in like an airsoft game, it, you really got to depend how many people you're playing with, right? Like, because as soon We're as thinking you... like big game, not. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, Lock on. I mean, I guess like they're just saying what they could play on. Like, that would be great as like a 10 versus 10, maybe, or a 5 versus 5. But as soon as you put 400 people on that map, you're just, <laughs> well. Yeah. All of a sudden, spots with like you know, 25 people. Yeah. Uh, Burns from Season Rush. Oh, shit. He oh. says, he also says, terminal, who wouldn't want to clear out an airport and plane? Yeah, that'd be very cool. All right, guys. Well, I think we're uh, we're pretty much done reading those. Thanks for everyone else that uh, sent these in. Um, I guess we weren't exactly expecting as many to come in as did, but it's great to see that this is something you guys want. Um, so we'll be continuing in the future, but we'll be doing it with um, different, different questions. Uh, swag will pretty much stay the same. And as... I personally think if I had to pick a winner for that, I, I got to go with the Speedsoft Rangers. For for the explanation of it, uh, it's down to them or Ian Morrison for the Piccadilly. But I do believe it, the estate would be the better option. Um, everyone agrees. So Speedsoft Rangers, we'll be in touch with you for uh, getting you guys some swag. Hard part is there's so many of you, so we're like... I was only talking one swag, but we'll we'll work we'll work some things out. Um, but thank you so much for tuning in to the Frago. Thank you for taking time out of your day to answer our questions, just so we could read it back to you, because that's all podcasting is nowadays. <laughs> I pressed the wrong button. Did you stop the recording? All right, that was the Frago, guys. How'd that go? Yeah, not bad. Not bad, not bad. Worse. <laughs> when we have different sounds and different buttons and uh, actually know what we're doing on there, I'm sure it'll be better. better. But uh, thank you for tuning into that and enduring through that. Um, back to it, though. So we've kind of gone over what the different kinds of airsoft are and stuff like that. Uh, some things that we kind of didn't really touch on too much was uh, backyard airsoft. Um, we didn't talk too much about real sim. We talked about a lot of the in-betweens. Um, so I think we should talk just briefly on what the two of those are. Um, I think all of us at some point, at least the ones of us that came from paintball, experienced some sort of backyard play. Oh, I still do. Still, Yeah. Yeah. Go over yeah. to buddy's house. Yeah, Ethan. You guys have, uh, you guys have that field. Uh, Burns. Burns Place, no? Oh, yeah. Burns Place. Uh, Burns Parents Place. Yeah. yeah. We play out there. Um, yeah. Backyard play. There's two ways to look at backyard play. If it's very secluded and the people involved are doing it safely awesome but i feel like backyard play is 
very easily the most dangerous side of airsoft. Uh, like even over the, even over the real sim guys that are flying in helicopters and shit like that, like it, like the black line guys, because it's um it's so entry level for those players that just went to Canadian Tire stuff like that. Like you're not wearing proper gear, proper eyewear. Um, a lot of people don't know the fundamentals of you know an airsoft gun is a firearm. But for guys like us, like going out and doing a backyard game, no rules, no one around to tell us what to do, it would be incredible. Well, when I when I think backyard airsoft, I picture a couple young kids with clear soft pistols mm-hmm. and you know, point zero one two gram BBs. Mm-hmm. I mean, once you get into like the hardware that we use, yeah, playing in a backyard is not. I don't think is. Uh, quite the same anymore right yeah especially once we start you start going to these fields that we've been going to and a lot of a lot of people might think that um backyard play would be the most open or inviting to newer players uh because you know there isn't rules they're not sign up fees there's not all this stuff i would kind of argue that walk-ons are more um easily accessible for introductory players because you know a backyard game you're relying on one of your buddies to bring you his gear that you haven't played whereas if you go to a place like DMZ um, or Niagara Quartermaster, or if you're if you go to Action Air um, for indoor games, if you go to Siege, all this stuff like they're going to have rentals for you and they're going to have proper gear. So your cost to play is not going to be as high as if you had to go out and get some shitty starting gear, mm-hmm. right? And it's going to be safer. But at the end of the day, nothing would be funner than you know ten, twenty of us going out back into a bush. It's kind of that's kind of like what Wetlands is, though, isn't? It? relatively wetlands is um wetlands is wetlands uh it's fun i've had a lot of fun at wetlands uh it's a very community driven uh field um but that's enough about that (laughs) (laughs) i've never been uh i do enjoy wetlands i've never actually gone myself i just i've heard i've heard of guys that have gone out there that said you know what i mean it's a bunch of guys it's free to go play and and it's out in the woods i remember three years ago now the wetlands uh, field, the the player account at wetlands was rivaling the other two large fields in our township, rivaling oh, wow. DNZ and rivaling um, uh, Niagara Quartermaster. Now, what I think a lot of that has to do is with that free walk on, oh, yeah. like that free walk on, and also at a certain point, it became such a community driven thing that people were going to wetlands not necessarily because they thought it was the best; they thought the community was the best. And that was at a time, I'm sure we'll get into in another podcast, where there, there was kind of like some, a bit of a dark time in uh, Niagara Airsoft where it was, there was like a bit of a civil war going on between teams and fields and shit. And it, it kind of got, it got toxic. Um, and Wetlands was almost a safe place from all that. E- even though it was the place that everyone else that was on the outside of this thought was complete trash, it ended up kind of being its its own haven. Um, so we talked a little bit about uh, Backyard play, but real sim. These guys that are doing the black line stuff, the apex training, deadfall that I re, re, uh, recently went to. I I don't think that enough people realize how inclusive real sim games are. I think that a lot of people have an opinion that it, it's you know you got to be this top echelon of player. You it's almost like what you think the the or what you know the old days was like, where you have to know somebody to get into something. Mm-hmm. Um, you hear about these black line ga- uh, games of people going out into like Toronto and doing spy missions and stuff like that. It's... If you have the average player, sorry to cut you off. No, bro, it's close. Cool. No, it's just my show. That's all. Go on. 
<laughs> South Sorry. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, man. No, sorry. The, uh, the, I think the average player doesn't realize how deep the rabbit hole goes. Mm-hmm. Like, like you said, black line simulations or uh, things where you're flying in helicopters or uh, Birgit in, in uh, you know in Europe and UK mm-hmm. and crazy stuff where they have actual tanks and and like there's a huge uh, demographic where it's not like. The average player is going to say, oh, real sim, yeah. they don't get how far back or how realistic it actually can get, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the other part of it. Like a lot of Airsoft players um, that are surface level or maybe not heavily heavily invested in even like researching yet don't realize that, yeah, it's just Airsoft, but there are aspects of Airsoft that get very um, not real, not anywhere close to a real-life military situation. That would just be kind of stupid to say. But very close to a simulation mm-hmm. of what it could be like. Um, I think that anybody that says an airsoft game is like that is just completely wrong and there's no justification for it. But what there is, is your closest thing to possibly playing a video game like a situation like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the best way to look at it because a lot of these people that have arguments about that being like, oh, well, it's just airsoft. Like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Well, if you look at it as if it's a different kind of video game, like you're playing your battlefields compared to your Call of Duties, and then you got your Escape from Tarkovs, which a lot of people think are just way too hard and don't want to get involved in, but there's a lot of people that really enjoy that experience. So if you think of it more as a different style of play, these real sim games are so inviting, and so many players don't get involved because they think there is such an introductory barrier to get in. And it's too hardcore. It's too hardcore, and it's it's not. I Deadfall this year, um, it was my first time going to a Deadfall. And, <laughs> and you commanded it. And I commanded it, which now I will say very publicly, although I commanded it, I did not have the same experience that maybe the other team did or the players on the field did or any other deadfall attendant had. Um, did I win my objective? Sure. Uh, well, both teams won in a certain way or something like that, but um, it was heavily one-sided for me. Uh, my players were given a pretty substantial advantage depending on how you look at it. Um, and I really give the other team props for bringing the fight to us and making the event as fun as it was because it would have been very easy for them to get pissed off of how much of an advantage we had. Uh, now, a lot of them also going, I will also say, a lot of them weren't expecting how prepared I was for that event or how prepared my people were. And at the end of the day, how prepared um, Mike from the Light Fighters was. Uh, Magic is his call sign. Um, the action air guy. So what, what makes Deadfall uh, like a real sim? What makes event? Deadfall a real sim is, one, you don't call hit when you get hit. You just go down. Um, if you get hit and you go down, you have to be dragged back to a respawn point to come in, and respawns only happen every set number. So you could essentially be laying there for hours. There's been mm-hmm. people that, if if you go out into, there's like a no man's land, and if you get hit there, there's people that have had to lay there for 18 hours. Now, the caveat of that is if you, at any point in time, you don't want to play anymore, you can get up and you can walk off the field. But as soon as you say you don't want to play, you can't come back in. Um, now, for me personally, I was in a pretty comfy, cozy trailer the entire time, having a great time. <laughs> uh, but what makes that game, like it was rainy, it was shitty. And I have never seen so much commitment to playing a game that had, so in the game went 30-something hours. 32 hours or something like that. 
could have gone 48. Um, I've never seen so many players stay on the field the entire time through rain, snow. It was like mid-November. Um, the, yeah, it was really cold yeah. that weekend. Uh, I didn't have to experience that. I had my feet up by a fire. Um, but we won, <laughs> so I did my job. Um, and a lot of – also, I'm kind of talking it down a bit. The players that were there that played under me all had a really good time, really enjoyed my command style. But um, at that real sim level of play – what you're not experiencing is the non-commitment that you get from a middle scrim game. Uh, middle scrim players or light middle scrim players that come in, they do what they want to do. They're bored. They leave. They're shitty. They're cold. It's it's not the same mentality of playing because you are playing more. Of they're like, committed. Yeah, you're, you're playing more of that Call of Duty. You have to be ambitious to yeah. play that sort of game. Yeah, you're playing more of this like Call of Duty at a middle scrim where you go in, you play, you do what you want, and then you shut the game off. Whereas these real sim games are more of like a like you're there for your team. You're there for everyone. You're in your, it's it's a man above it's it or a mission above the man kind of thing. Like you're putting the entire team ahead because in these games, if your squad fucks up, you could ruin the whole game for the entire team. It's not just like oh I'm dead, see you later kind of thing. So in my personal opinion, it, it's really hard to actually rank how like the level of what airsoft is best. Um. But as we kind of start to wrap it up, I'll have everyone go around the table and say like kind of how what they think the best is. Um, in my my personal opinion, the best version of airsoft is, and and we'll keep it we'll keep it between just walk on mill scrim, mill sim, and real real sim. We'll leave out blackyard play and whatnot. Um, I think walk on's the best kind of airsoft. I think I've had the most fun at walk on games. Now, obviously, this is just my opinion. Um, I've had, as much as I had, like, better memories from other games, the most fun, that was, I really enjoyed Airsoft today. Leave and go home, always been at walk-ons. You're welcome. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I did really enjoy, I when Karen started playing, my love for Airsoft kind of peaked again because I got to teach someone Airsoft. I got to bring someone in. Um and I go kind of like the mill scrim and mill sims all kind of the same for me. I prefer just because as as I already prefer walk ons to other things. Uh, mill scrim, I would put my mill scrim over mill sims because I do like that like ten hour game of just go kind of mess around kind of thing. Now, if there was a mill sim that was around that ten hour mark, ten to twelve is is pushing it. I'd love that. I'd love to go. Maybe it's just as I'm getting older, but I'd love to go play airsoft for ten hours and then go home, mm-hmm. right or Go out with friends afterward. Like have an uh, have airsoft where it's not airsoft the entire weekend. So that mills him, and then at the end, even though it is, uh, I'm going to say my last pick out of the three. I think that real sim games is such a vital point of airsoft um, because it it gives everyone something to look up to. Just at, just like when you're playing walk-ons, you see the people playing mill sims, mill scrims. You're like, oh, one day I'm going to be doing that, and then the mill scrims like. Everybody needs heroes, right? So that that'd be kind of my personal opinion on it. I pass around the table for uh, what you guys think. Ladies first. Um, I kind of already mentioned it a little bit, but I think just for me, Milsim's probably number one. I just it's I like it. I like like I've already said, I like the organization of it. I like the intensity of it. I'm really competitive. Um, I really like to push myself. So once it gets to, you know, past the 12 hour mark, past the 16 hour mark, and you really get to see, you know, who's still out there, how hard are they pushing? How hard can you push your body? Your, 
your, you know, your mental capacity, your physical capacities, that sort of thing. I really like to, you know, set personal goals and that sort of thing. So that's number one for me. Um, number two would be Millscrim just because, you know, it's basically a shorter version of a Milsim. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed the ones I've played. Um, there are quite a few that I really want to experience and are on my list. Um, number three for me would be walk-ons. Uh, they're fun. It's always, it's always great to see, you know, different people out, um, at those kinds of games. And, you know, for me, especially being a female player and, you know, being aware that when I'm out playing, it could be at a Milsim or, you know, at, at a walk-on. A lot of people are like, oh, it's a girl. Oh, like, oh, run over here. You can hide here. I'm like, no, don't tell me what to do. Like, I'm I'm enjoying myself. I don't need instructions. If I have a question, I'll ask. Like, I appreciate the support and I appreciate you trying to help me. But, like, I don't, I don't need to, you know, be tiptoed around that sort of thing. So, that is one aspect of walk-ons that do that does kind of bother me a little bit just because I'm like, okay, just because, you know, I'm a girl and I'm showing up doesn't mean I'm not going to go as harder than you are. And most most situations I've been in where I've played uh, a Milsim or a Milscrim, going to toot my own horn, but I am known to go harder than a lot of people play. So that's one thing for me, but I do like being able to kind of, you know, diversify my my playing skills and practicing different things and it's a great opportunity to really hone in on what you want to work on and then hard (laughs) i know (laughs) (laughs) um and then real sim would be last one just because i personally um you know i haven't had an opportunity to play something that is considered real sim um We've talked about it in the past, but we unfortunately had to cancel our plans. Well, with, with you, with us finding out that you're pregnant, Deadfall was not a game for you to go to. No, I was supposed to go. Would have saved um, us a lot of money, though. Yeah, there were quite a few. <laughs> there were quite a few uh, games last year that unfortunately I just had to had to make some changes. Um, Crywolf would have loved to go. You know, some of their experiences. Jody was was very gracious to kind of extend an invitation at the time. Um, unfortunately, I doubt I'll be able to attend this year. Um, but fingers crossed that maybe baby comes early. <laughs> but yeah, that that would be my order. Awesome, uh, Chris Mocha. Did right. It again. All right, Mitchell. <laughs> I keep, yeah, I always. It's the hard part with call sign. It is my name, so I mean, I, I don't take any well, offense. It's the, great. The hard part about like your call sign, that, like a lot of people have like their airsoft call sign, but like yours is just like it's Mocha. This is mocha. Like everyone, every few people has that call sign. That's like I used to hate it. Let's be honest. I used to hate it. Like that was when I was a probie. That's when Mm -hmm. I got mocha. Side story, just to interject quickly, just on your name. So in the summer, um, myself, Mitch, and Mocha, aka Chris or Mocha, um, we actually are all on the same softball team, and uh, Mocha's family comes out to support a lot of games, his daughter's involved, um, that sort of thing. And this past summer, I referred to you as Mocha. Yeah. And, and <laughs> Taylor, his, his daughter, is like, you you call them Mocha? And I'm going, yeah, I always do. And she yeah. goes, oh, I didn't know that people actually call them that. So then I, I felt, I was like, oh, gosh, like I don't want you to... I don't want her to think that I'm being, you know, disingenuine by calling you a nickname when we're not at something I don't, airsoft she has related. No idea, or, and I just was kind of like, ah, I'm just going to roll with what I know. Cause. <laughs> Let, let's put it this way. If 90% of the people in the airsoft industry didn't know my name until today. Yeah. All right? Until you said it. Everyone knows me as Mocha. So yeah. that's all right. And that's, it is what it is. But 
Um, I guess moving on to the my favorite kind of airsoft. For me, it's a tough one. I like them all. I love speedsoft because uh, it's fast pace. Um, I think you learn. You learn gun skills. You learn how to switch hands. You learn how to communicate with your team. They're all tied in together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so rather than uh, walk-ons, I've had some of the best times of my life at walk-ons just like you have. And I've had some of the best times of my life at Milsim's. Um, and I think AOs play a huge part. There's part that I haven't been to yet. Like some of the guys on uh, Force Recon have been to games like, uh, you know, Operation uh, Copperhead in New Mexico in a mm-hmm. village. You know, uh, really Operation cool. Lion Claw, which a mall in Ohio, Faded Giant. So like outside of Canada, I definitely want to get out there and play some games because there's different restrictions. There are different AOs. But at the end of the day... um. It's more or less advice than what uh, I like is join a team, man, because uh, the best times I've had have been playing with my team, whether it's at a Milsim, whether it's at a walk-on, whether it's at training. We used to have a big training facility on like 3,000 acres, and we'd Mm -hmm. go for the weekend, and we would actually uh, train gun skills. We would do camo and concealment and uh, train with map and compass, uh, all sorts of crap. But at the end of the day, I will have just as much fun doing any of those styles of play when I'm playing with the guys uh, and girl on my team, mm-hmm. because that's what it's all about. It's all about the the friends that you make. The best times for Milsims for me might not even necessarily be playing times. Mm-hmm. They could be the Friday or the Sunday mm-hmm. when you get to see all the people from all over Canada and Ontario that we don't get to see on the regular that are awesome people and the people that you meet in the industry. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, s- sorry, Dan, before we, I'm going to interrupt really quick. I think, I think also something to consider as well is that when you, when you are on a team, you know, you have a group of people to register to play Milsims or events. But if you, you know, most people, you have other friends in the community that you've always wanted to play with, but you never have the opportunity to play with, or you, you know, you never have the opportunity to squat up and that sort of thing. So I think, you know, Milsgrim's, do provide those opportunities where you can kind of mix and match, you know, meet from new people, meet mm-hmm. new people. And you can be like, Oh my gosh, you know, five of us, three of us are on this team. One person's on that team. Someone else is on this team. We've always wanted to play together. We don't necessarily get the opportunity because, you know, when it comes time for Milsim seasons to, you know, sign up and register with your team, obviously your allegiance is to sign up with your team. So, I do think that's that's another opportunity that people have, you know, at Millstrom specifically, and of course walk-ons where you can kind of, you know, play, and it's a little bit, it's a little bit more friendly, that sort of thing. Yeah, and I think the the other thing is obviously throughout this podcast we've stayed away from not stayed away from, but we just haven't brought up Speedsoft enough as as maybe as we should, have, but also a lot of us kind of have the view it's a it's a totally different sport at a certain point. Um, we're trying to keep mainly between the 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 main sides of airsoft uh right now but um we will definitely have content in the future that is uh airsoft um speedsoft driven sorry dan take it away oh yeah no it's i'm uh i think i'm more with chris on this is just can you stop petting my face (laughs) (laughs) it's just airsoft airsoft in general you meet a lot of good people Mm -hmm. um but uh i I don't know they all have their they all have their ups Mm -hmm. um I love Millscrims like Judgment Day at Wasaga. Um, it's one of my favorite games. I think I, Wasaga just makes a game. Oh, like, yeah. It, 
the game could be ass and it's still just it's the Apple AOs, saga. man. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy AOs are what do it, man. Oh, yeah. Like, I love every time I'm at with Saga, it doesn't matter what game, I bring my bolt action and it just eats. That's yeah. all it does. And uh, I don't know, Mill Sim, because it's a little different. Um, like, I know uh, Narco State and uh, Nightfall. Um, we brought up our trailers mm-hmm. and barbecued, and it was just a great time. You get to know people. Um, but like in the walk-ons, you just get to tinker. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to, fe- if you don't feel like playing the next round, sit out. There'll mm-hmm. be another game in like another ten minutes, which is perfect. And like like you said with the the mill scrims, like uh, like narco and stuff like that, it, it's undeniable that Black Cell hosts incredible mill scrims. Um, like I've had some of the best time ever at Narco. Um, both parallelons have had command, so I. It's not that I had a bad time. I just didn't get to enjoy the experience properly. Um, but like doing Dark Zone as op for doing stuff like that, like that's Black Souls games are kind of what I set the bar for mill scrims as, um, or like light mill scrims. They're like they're like video game sims basically. So there, there's such a good medium between like that hardcore mill sim and walk on game, especially because they allow for like walk ons during their games at some of them. Um, so I think we're all relatively, we, we all have the same area of idea of what Airsoft is um, and what the best versions of it is. And at the end of the day, it's really just, it's all about what you want to experience. And everyone's different. And as you grow and experience Airsoft, you'll decide you like different things. We've all gone through different phases of, I want to do this, I want to do that. And then you realize, I just wanted to do this all along anyways. Um but I think at, at the end of the day, like we've kind of talked about earlier, was it's it's community over competition. Absolutely. So no matter what you like, no matter what you enjoy, uh, you're enjoying it. And just because you don't enjoy something doesn't mean that someone else isn't. Um, and I think it's really important for all of us who are either content creators in podcasting, YouTube, uh, game hosts, any sort of higher end social media platform to, uh, if, if you're going to lean into attacking stuff, you really got to make it your whole, uh, emphasis on doing that. Whereas it's kind of our jobs to leave, to, to show everyone different opinions and then let them decide uh show them really what the airsoft community can be because i know when i first started the airsoft community wasn't a very welcoming place um it was hard to get involved in and i kind of i did my own part to like high school man there was it was it was different groups it mm-hmm. was these were the cool guys and you couldn't get in with these guys mm-hmm. if you didn't know one of these guys and these games you couldn't get like I, back then there were like invite only private mm-hmm. games because you weren't allowed to have a lot of the stuff that you had, you know? And like, like exactly what you said, like kind of high school clicky stuff. And I can speak directly on it about how much you don't realize how clicky it is when you're involved in it. Mm -hmm. When you're in the click, you don't realize how hard it is for the people around you to see, you think everything's so hunky dory. And then when you're not, you, you start to see kind of the whole picture. Um, so me specifically and Karen and, uh, everyone that comes on this show ever, um, like if you see me out of field, uh, ju- don't, well, I mean, you can come up and say Viking or whatever, but, uh, it, it's Mitch, come up and say Mitch, introduce yourself. There's a large chance. Oh, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> there's Calm a, down, Batman. there's a large <laughs> chance that you, int- uh, you just saying, 
hey or something like that in passing or something like that, I won't remember. I meet a lot of people uh, being a person that is so heavily involved in the community. Uh, it's happened directly to me a few times now where I, I feel a little bit bad, but just come up, introduce yourself. There is absolutely nothing I'm doing that everybody listening couldn't do themselves if they wanted. It's, it's so easy to do that everyone's doing it nowadays. So just come out, play games and, and have the best experience that you can have. And don't think of the people that you're listening to as anything higher than just other airsofters. Just people, people yeah, in the game, exactly. just people in the game. Um, that being said, uh, as the episode ends, I cannot be thankful enough to the members of the community that have gotten behind this show as hardcore as they have. Um, obviously as we ran through this episode, there was, not not so much hiccups. Well, there's one part I had to edit out. I hope I don't know if you guys will be able to tell uh, after I edit that out. I'm looking for it. Um, well, I also want to say I'm so sorry, Lucas. Uh, oh yeah, there, there's that. <laughs> but our, we had a part where our dogs came downstairs and whatnot. But um, yeah, just thank you so much to everyone that's been so supportive, and thank you for if it wasn't for all you guys listening right now, we wouldn't have got this show off the road or off the the runway to be doing what we're doing right now. Um, so yeah, is there anything as we close, guys? This feels really good to do again. Oh, this is really good. It's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're really looking forward to getting all of you guys out here on the show, and that's that's everyone listening. If you're listening to this and you want to get in the show, shoot us a message. You don't have to be a content creator a anything. Um, since we have the ability to have four people on a time now. Um, just, you can even get call-ins. Yeah, we can have call-ins. Uh, the only thing I ask that if, if you are from a distance um, – have some sort of good mic setup, or don't expect to be on long because I'm all about qual- quality now. Like how I said we, like it was my show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, just tell time. me to shut the oh, fuck yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. He just hijacks it. Um, and then I will add that with regards to either the monthly sponsor feature or the Frago details, those will be posted on the Shieldbreaker Society page. Just in case you're, you know, you're looking, you want your, I don't know, you're curious or there's still time to enter, that sort of thing. They will be posted as separate highlights. Um, the, uh, sorry, just touching that, the Fragos of every episode will be decided during the episode and you'll know as soon as the episode's posted who's won that, whereas mm-hmm. the, um, the actual contest for the sponsor prize will be decided uh, roughly the first of the month. We'll, we'll let everyone know when the deadline for all that to get in is. Mm-hmm. But those will all be posted on the Shieldbreaker Society Instagram page. And then for the Frago questions specifically, um, when you are submitting an answer, whether it be, you know, responding to the Instagram story or sending a DM, that sort of thing, um, as long as we have liked your response, it means that we have seen it. So Mitch and I both have access to, uh, the Instagram, so nothing does, nothing really goes amiss. Um, but, uh, we have had a few people ask, have, you know, how did, did I get entered or, you know, let me know the feedback, that sort of thing. So just keep in mind that, you know, while we are recording live at the time, it's not, it's not too easy to try and multitask and respond to Instagram, um, Instagram messages at the same time. But uh, we'll we will be sure to make sure we like your, your we like your answer um, with a double click, and then we'll get back to you afterwards. Awesome. And one thing we forgot to say, oh, so Dan, why don't you go first? Oh no, I was just pointing out uh, this entire podcast has been about what we like best about each type of airsoft. At the bottom, the bottom line at the end of the day. 
if you go into it with a shitty attitude, you're gonna have a bad time. Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're gonna get out what you put into it. A hundred percent. Um and hopefully what you've heard here today, none of this is to try and push you in a direction of one airsoft. It's to hopefully you're listening to this, you're bored at work, you're doing something and you're you're hearing different opinions on things and maybe form Maybe it changes your mind on certain things. It's definitely not meant to meld your mind into thinking a certain way. Uh, And hopefully, as this podcast uh, continues to grow, there's nothing that's going to be said that is intended to sway anyone's mind a certain way. It's just our personal opinions on things. Mm -hmm. Uh, One thing I forgot to say at the start, um, we're bringing back the monthly whiskeys. So the whiskey of today's show is Crown Royal Blender Select. We're taking a picture. Karen's not in it at all. Um, it's Blender Select, who was graciously given to me by my buddy Ryan, who is my best man for our wedding coming up. Uh, so as you heard, we were engaged. Um, he has given us a gracious gift. It's also my birthday today. No one said happy birthday. Oh, actually, yeah. hey, let's not go I there. I put it on your Facebook page. I said live on air. But anyways, guys. Smoke <laughs> arrived as we were eating your birthday dinner. Yeah. We're wrapping it up. Incredibly grateful for all of you that turned in. Incredibly grateful for these awesome people that showed up uh into the dungeon today uh dan's been spending the entire show with have you ever had your face that close to a man's porn collection (laughs) uh my own back in the day yeah uh down in the dungeon as you will see in some pictures that i didn't realize that i actually kind of posted that earlier uh i like to i keep my porn dvd collection out with the real dvds because that's what's up Dirty Not for long. Dirty dark hair divas. <laughs> um, anyways, guys, you've heard all the catchphrases before. You've heard have a great fucking day for a great fucking guy. A lot of F-bombs. Still love them. But uh, you've heard uh, don't fucking suck. Lots of F-bombs. So what we're going to try and do on this one, and you've heard it many times this episode, uh, it's all about community over conflict. I, I fucked that up. Yeah, you did. Community over competition and uh, content over conflict. Okay, guys, so just take that away. That's that's where we're going to end today, and hopefully you bring that into your everyday life or especially your airsoft life. Have a great fucking day. <laughs>